Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Sun Scrap Nation's podcast. Your host, as always, Daniel Jonas. And today, on Monday, December 7th, 2020, we'll be going over UFC Fight Night Hermanson versus Vittori, and then talking a little bit about Earl Spence versus Danny Garcia. And then I'll preview this coming weekend's fight, UFC 256, headlined by Davis and Figueiredo and Brandon Moreno. Um, right off of like a month of fighting, they just fought each other, or not each other, but they just fought like two weeks ago. So we're going to talk about that just to preview it before getting into the, f- or after we, oh no. Um, sorry. Uh, after we get, after, after we get into all the news and everything that's been going on. Um, actually, give me one second. I've got this whole new system thing set up, so I'll be able to live stream. I'm live streaming to YouTube right now, which is pretty cool. Um, so, and sorry, they're doing construction in the back. They're tearing up all the concrete in my driveway, so sorry about the noise in the background. We'll see if that affects the audio at all. Probably will. Um, So, like I said, we're going to get into the fights this past weekend. We'll get into some of the news that's been going on this past weekend. We've got some fighters that that have been released, at least one. We've got a boxing match that's been announced with no context on the stipulation of what's going on. Um, And that's about it. I mean, there's some other stuff, but we'll get into it. All right. So, like I said, remember... Check out the podcast on all listening apps, iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, Spotify, as well as all social media, Facebook, Instagram, uh, Twitter, and now YouTube. You can check out all of our videos on YouTube, and when I get into the share screen, I'll show you the website. Um, Hold on. Here we go. And if you guys want to, I got this. I'm going to do it. The website, oh, it's 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 up and running. All all episodes that I posted on the listening will automatically play, as you can see here in the top. And then go down, you can see some cool stuff, some pictures of me, and we got some videos. And then eventually we'll have classes and stuff. But it's cool. So that's that. But for right now. We'll get into what's been going on in the MMA world. And let me go back to this. Cool. All right. So like I said, this past weekend we had Jack Hermanson versus Marvin Vittori on at the USC Apex. We had a couple good you had a couple fights fall out, like three of them. Three fights fall, fell out of the main event or a main card. Uh, Nate Landwehr and uh, Della Rosa and someone else was supposed to someone else. So what we got left was some good performances from Jake Collier in the very first fight. Gian Volante, he looked great. He moves exceptionally well for heavyweight. I mean, he used to be a middleweight or something. I don't know. He put put on a lot of pounds, and now he throws spinning back kicks and stuff as a heavyweight. Uh, Gian Volante also put packed on some pounds. 
He was doing well in the first first couple rounds as far as dictating the pace, moving forward, never backing up, having heavy hands. But then Jake kind of started to feel himself as far as his as far as his, uh, as far as landing punches and landing certain strikes. Um, he got busted up a little bit, but like I said, came back, won a decisive round. By the third round, it was clear Jake was winning it. And then you had uh, Topudia. He's a Georgian fighter fighting out of Spain, I think, or a Spanish guy fighting out of Georgia. Regardless, um, he went on to fight Damon Jackson, who was brought back to the UFC, had a dominant win over Mursad Bekdik, uh, came in late notice, uh, long, tall for the weight class. And then Topuda did, I mean, clinical work, going to the body. His head came up to Damon's, you know, sternum. So it, it was a relatively easier target for him. It, just like Dom said during the fight, too, going to the body helps stop any takedown attempts because you drop level to go to the body. And dropping level is a, I mean, if your head meets their head, they are not able to take you down. Being the shorter fighter also helped. But, man, it was really just the body work and making sure to faint going in so he doesn't get just jabbed up or um, straight punched as he came in and stops the momentum. He would fake an overhand right. He would fake something, come in, go to the body, and that set up that beautiful upper, like, shovel hook to the sternum, and then he framed out with the left hand, came over the top with the right. Beautiful work. So then following that, we had Luis... Not Luis. Luis Smolka. Luis Smolka versus Jose Quinones. I mean, what to say about the fight? Jose Quinones went in there, started tagging up the legs of Luis. Was doing very, very, very well. (laughs) Was doing, like, exceptionally well as far as tagging the body. That was... uh, Tagging the body and, uh, or no, tagging the legs, going to the legs early on, uh, just beating those legs up to the calf, getting, because uh, Louis Smoke he was landing the right hand a little bit. He was trying to, you know what? I can also do this. I can also. Oh, man, this episode is going to suck audio-wise. I might have to stop recording. This might not be able to happen. Oh, well. Um, all right, we're going to push through. So, yeah, it goes in with the double uh, double underhook takedown. I mean, it seems like Quinones is really the one controlling the pace of this fight. He had... Smolka, anytime he hit him, had him going backwards. Smolka would try to walk forward. And then he started landing this cheeky right hand every time. And then, yeah, Smolka started finding his range. It was at this moment, and at this moment, he knew he fucked up. Um, He goes for a double leg. It was beautiful. He gets the double unders as well, takedown of his own. And then the second round... At first, I thought Lewis was going to be a little bit slower, but this moment, he takes him down, and as they're commentating about the fight, 
Oh, maybe it wasn't that one. Um, as they're commentating, oh, it was the it was the throw. He gets a head and arm throw, barnyard throw, not something that you typically get and keep good control of, especially in jujitsu. You're told not to really do that throw because it could easily lead to a back take if they know what they're doing. Lewis obviously must do it. He grabs top mount super easy. That's how you know Kenyonis's jujitsu ain't the best. He just hops over to top mount, and in a fight where I thought this kid was maybe going to lose a decision, gets on top and just starts, he backflats and then starts raining down punch and gets the win. Unbelievable as far as a comeback, not comeback performance, but a performance in which there was clearly the tides were shifting one way as far as the scorecards were going one way. And, uh, yeah, change that up. Um, And then... In the main card, you had Matt Wyman versus Jordan Levitt. Slam knockout to Rampage era, Rampage Jackson era level um, slam. What to say about this? Nothing, to be honest. There's not really much to say about it. Uh, he goes for a takedown. He goes for a low takedown. Grabs, he connects his hands together. So you know the grip's in. Lift it up. He pulls guard. And then runs him towards his... Runs him towards his corner. And as he does, he adjusts so the frame goes to the head so he can't... I mean, what... He frames it towards the head to cause damage. It's not necessarily a technical thing, jujitsu or grappling wise. It's more just a knock him out. But there's nothing more to it. He's just trying to knock him out. Now, my I'm confused as to why Wyman didn't stand here, or at least try to shift momentum, or try to do something besides whatever this is. Abandon. Abandon completely. This hand should be a... You should abandon this hand right here. And drop down. Grab the legs. Try to bump sweep. I mean... He let go of control. So now he's got no control. I, I guess Wyman tried to scoop the leg and it missed. Yeah, he tried to scoop the leg and missed. You gotta just abandon it. To take away the momentum, you're giving him leverage. You're giving him control right here. This is his doing. If he let this hand go and took away the momentum from Jordan, probably would have ended bad. I mean, you can sit here and talk and talk and talk. It's kind of his thing. People don't know. He slams people. But, um, yeah. So good on him. It's that nice highlight knockout. And then Roman Dolze... Dolzy, uh, not 100% sure. Um, it was a back and forth fight with John Allen. Uh, Roman kind of dictated the fight, had the harder punches, moved forward a little bit more. Um, Gabriel Benitez. No, that's not how you spell it. Oh, yeah. I had it right. Thank you. 
Benitez. That's, but not versus Omar Morales. Versus Justin Janes. All right, so Justin Janes. I failing to, I think he, failing to remember how this ends. Yeah, he had heavy leg kicks. He kind of seems like he was just better in all aspects. As far as, like, punching and kicking, he hits hard. Oh, yeah, he trains with, um, uh, with AKA. He trains at AKA with Javier Mendez. And Javier Mendez, is, he kicks like a mule. See, Justin James was do it good, doing well, pressing forward, but he would just go to the head. You need to go to the body on this this guy. You need to take some of the wind out of his sails, other and stay out of kicking range. Oh, it was a knee up the middle. So he was tagging the inside of the leg. He was tagging across the leg too, going to the head with the left kick. Go to the inside of the leg with the left kick. And he would just throw the left kick. Clinical. Left kick. And then eventually, he gets too close, so you make the requisite, you make the requisite adjustments. And instead of a kick... Actually, hold on. There might be a sick kick in here. Yep. There's a kick in there. He... Super faint on the kick or a super pull. Like I mean, he's pulling the leg back. He's trying to sweep it. He's hurt. That's how you know he's hurt. So then he just covers the distance. And instead of letting him escape, instead of letting him back out, as he realizes he's sitting there, boom, knee right at the middle. I mean, one combination. He hunkers down. Oh, my God. He hunkers down. So he knows the reaction is going to be shell up, shell up. So on that second shell up, he he lets him shell up the first time. Second time, he reads it right at the middle. Sternum. It's probably the worst knee you can take. Um, I mean, the liver would be really bad, too, especially if there's, like, real damage. But what I mean is sternum, you could really crack a rib or something. You could crack all this. But anyway, and then, so shout out to Gabriel Benitez. It was a nice knockout. In the light heavyweight division, as the co-main event, you have Ovin St. Prue versus Jamal Hill. And Jamal Hill, man, it's something that Troy loves to talk about. Um, classic. Uh, oh, mac and cheese. Something that he loves to talk about. Or it's not mac and cheese. Taco Bell. That's gross. Um, sitting down on punches. It's a big, big difference maker. OSP kicks hard. He's got versatility in his strikes and kicks, but his power is always off of it's never it was never fundamentally bred as far as sitting down, keeping your feet planted, and throwing. He's always off angle, his feet are together. It's awkward, but he's athletic and explosive enough that he can get away with some of that, especially with the smaller gloves. Well, Jamal Hill's equally as big and athletic. And it just shows the difference in someone who sits down 
it's a lot of fainting. There's a lot of body. There's a lot of touching of the body. It was nice in the first round for from Jamal with that straight left. But it's a lot of fainting, and then whenever he's ready to pull the punch or throw the punch, he throws the punch. Right? Faint, 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 faint. And what I liked too was his answer to any body shot was that nice left to the body as well, like as far as kick. Any nice kick to the body or whatever. The answer, punch the stomach. Especially that side. The side kick did give him a little bit of trouble, but right, yeah, see. Two to the body. Kick. The body. Just a lot of body body work. Now when he when he switched and OSP went orthodox or when OSP went southpaw, he would be able to throw that hard leg kick. Now, if it was OSP's corner, I'd be like, stay in this position. Stay in any position where his lead leg is able to be attacked by your back leg. But as soon as they went back, clear advantage with the hands. I'm pretty sure... All right, well, lads. Um, he, he eventually starts picking up the pace, and then he'll TKO him through punches. Uh, uh, I thought it was a great performance, but Jamal Hill, really pa- patient, too. And for a guy, I mean, patient takes him out in the second round, but he, he doesn't get overwhelmed. He walks him down, keeps the eye on the prize, does the thing that works, that right over the left over the top. I think that's I think this is the beginning of the end, to be honest. When he starts tagging him over the top rather to the body. I mean like that the Tupelio fight. Right? He went to the body all the first round. And the second round, he starts headhunting a bit. Not in a bad way. He did the work. Right? He put the money in the bank already. Starts not check hooking, but hooking over the top. Oh, here we go. No, this is the the right hand that ends. This is not ends it, but oh, I guess ends it. There we go. Right hand. Right hand. Right hand. Right hand. Left hand. Boom. Boom. Right hand. He's trying to clench. Jamal can feel the end coming. And yeah. So anyway, shout out to him. I mean, here's the... I like that little post on the head. Didn't really work, but did it again. With long arms like that, you can get away with it. To the body. Boom, boom, boom. Boom, 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 boom. All touching. Touching, touching. As a ref, yeah, you got to start. Th- yeah, as a ref, you got to start 
these are all landing, so... Yeah. Good job, Jason Herzog. All right, well, I'm going to hurry this up because they're coming towards my area as far as ruining the sound. Um, and then we had Jack Hermanson versus Marvin Vittori. Jack Hermanson, man, he was coming in on this fight as far as having the full training camp, having two other... I mean, it was supposed to be Marvin, or it was supposed to be Jack Hermanson versus Darren Till. Darren Till tests positive, uh, or has an injury or something. And then Kevin Holland, that falls out. And then Marvin Vittori, man, he's got he's strong. He's got high pace. He's bit, he hits hard. I think that the hand speed's big though. He hurt himself. He got hit, and you could see it in his face. He gets hit by a body shot. And he, like, shakes his hand. His right hand. Or his left hand. I don't know if they're going to show it. That left was nice. But anyway, hurts his hand. But he still moves forward. He drops Hermanson in the first round with a nice left. Steps to the side. Boom. Steps off to the side. Boom. Ooh, I love that. All right, this is a, this is a nice little sequence here. Okay, so goes for the takedown. Okay, so the sequence here being he grabs the arm. He gets caught, but he just stays in it. He keeps throwing. He keeps throwing. Keeps throwing. Keeps throwing. All right. Fade away. Jab cross, or the cross lands. So now, he steps in and out. Look at the foot positioning. Right across. He jabs in, and then he steps the foot out, so the cross has full extension through. Boom. Drops. On top. And he has good ground and pound. He, a good top base. For a guy that has really good jujitsu and submissions, he does a really good job of just he broke Ermanson's orbital. And he did a good job controlling him on the ground. I mean, for a guy that came in, late replacement, goes five rounds, really puts a showing on, dominant win over the number four contender. Vittori definitely jumps the line. I want to see him against any of the top guys. He went to decision with Israel on a three-round and he did well in the grappling department as far as as far as in their first in their well, their only fight, but he did well in the grappling department in the end of the third round. So there's definitely some people middleweight wise. There's not really anyone. Marvin Vittori with a win over Jack is big. He should go up against uh Paulo Costa or someone. To determine his real number one contender spot. Maybe Robert Whitaker versus Marvin Vittori. But I don't know. Either way, great performance. Shoots him right up there in number four spot, I think. Because it was a dominant win. It wasn't like a it wasn't a not fluke, but it wasn't like he knocked him out in the first round and just because he gave him different looks. Alright. So as far as news goes, let's run through it real quick. Floyd Mayweather versus Logan Paul exhibition, exhibition match 
a boxing match announced February 20th. Um, one thing we're not talking about, uh, the size. You can buy it early for 25 bucks. You can then buy it for 40 bucks, And then after a million sold, you can buy it for 60 bucks, And then on the day of, you can buy it for 70 bucks. Cool, whatever. My thing is, I don't get it. The size doesn't make any sense for me. Um, obviously, they're both going to get paid. That doesn't matter. But that's crazy. That's crazy to me. Uh, it, uh, to me, kind of. But at the same time, it's almost like a... I guess it's a... Shout out to MMA Fighting, by the way, for this stuff. Um, these articles. I guess it doesn't really matter. It's almost like Sanchai right now. Sanchai used to be stadium champion. It has the same kind of credentials as far as records go. 50-0. Not, not 50-0, but 300 and something. So now he just fights for long, like foreigners, and he gets a good paycheck for it and just knocks him out. And it's great. It's fun to watch. I mean... Maybe they'll show his last fight. I mean, this is his last fight. Like this, this young kid. You know, you're getting to fight Sanchai, but he's a wizard. And so, if you want, if anyone wants to see what it's going to be like for Logan Paul, it's this. This guy's a fighter. He got the opportunity to fight Sanchai. It's not like it's some Joe off the street. He's a Thai fighter. He probably has more fights than Logan Paul does professionally as a fighter. And you go against this this wizard. This is what it's going to look like. Hope you guys know. It's not going to look fun. He's going, to, he's going to get outclassed. It doesn't make any sense. I mean, this is the years. This is the years of, of experience, difference, against high-level competition. Look how high he's checking for a kick. He's checking across for a kick. Sanchez not a big guy. So, anyway, I don't know what people are expecting from that. I guess people just want to see Logan Paul get his ass beat. Cool. Uh, that doesn't really matter. Jiu-Jitsu coach, tough contestant, Rafael Freitas, trialers on a sexual crime of, on a crime of sexual penetration. Didn't know that was a crime. I thought the, the drugging the chick was the crime and the rape following. I didn't know the crime was sexual penetration. Criminal sexual penetration. Rape? Okay. I mean, just say that word. And it was caught on film, too. Guy's an idiot. Guy's a scumbag. Scumbaggery. Uh, Angela Hill test positive for COVID. Um, All right. Well, uh, I at least got to break down the fights. Um, I'm going to call it a day because of 
the sound outside. So thank you for tuning in. I'll be back later this week, and there won't be as much sound, but I'll have everything all set up. So thanks again for listening. Remember, check out the website, sunscrapnation.com. It looks great. And it's easy accessible. Easily accessible. Uh, Sunscrap Nation on every other platform and thing. It's been 30 minutes, so you got your breakdown. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Until next time, been your host, Daniel Jonas. Peace.